She's a best-selling author and life coach, obsessed with helping women to silence their insecurities, build healthy boundaries, and fearlessly pursue the life and career of their dreams. Join her as she provides you with strategies and real-life tips to create your best life. Welcome to Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Meet the Authors. Today, I have an amazing young lady with me, and she is a first-time author. So we are going to just jump right in and have her introduce herself and tell us a little bit about who she is. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How about you? Good. Thank you. So just let's just jump right in. Tell us who you are and a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Keisha Seymour. Um, I'm a single mom of two beautiful kids and four fur babies. Um, I'm 38 years old. And I'm currently a CNA at the Jewish Home um, Nursing Home. Um, yeah. Awesome, awesome. If you had to select one word to describe yourself, what word would that be? Marvelous. <laughs> and why marvelous? Tell us a little um, bit about that. I chose that word because when I was praying and looking for a word, I, um, I didn't know what word to look for. So I prayed and asked God, and he said the word marvelous. Like, it just went across my eyes, like, marvelous. And so I chose that word because I feel like when God creates us, he uses special ingredients. He used something unique to make us, to make us different and set apart from everybody else. So when he made me, he made me marvelous. Why? I'm still trying to figure that out. But, you know, honestly, I feel like he made me different. He made me so unique that, the word marvelous stands out. It just speaks life into me and it helped me on my path and journey. I love that. I love that. What would you say has been the biggest lesson that you have learned in life thus far? I think the biggest lesson was, I don't know. The biggest lesson is for me, not knowing. Mm. I I don't like the unknown. I like to know ahead of time what I'm doing, where I'm going, because that way I can plan. Right. And we plan and God unplanned. So when I don't know something, my mind is like, okay, well, what is this? What is that? You know? And if I don't get to that, what, if I don't answer those questions, the why, the what's, the how, my mind just goes, it freaks out. So I'm afraid of the unknown because I don't know. Mm. You know. Do you think that sometimes keeps people stuck and yes. afraid of taking that next step because they don't know? Absolutely. When, when we don't know what the next step is, we try to figure it out. Plan A, plan B don't work, plan C don't work. We use out all our plans. Now we're rushing to figure out a solution for our problem, you know? So we kind of get stuck in ourselves because it's like, I did this, I did this, it didn't work. Now what? You know? So you don't know where to go because you don't know how to move forward to the next step. You don't have no tools. You don't have any idea what you need to pay yourself what's behind the next door. Right, right. If you could go back in time and give your 18-year-old self some advice, what advice would that be? <laughs> Stay in school. Mm. Definitely um, 
mentally prepare myself for life. I was not mentally prepared. I'm 38 and I'm just now trying to figure out life and understand it. So I would tell myself, sit down and really plan your life out, but make sure you put God in every step of the way. Because it's hard out here. It really is. Unless you know what you're doing, which most of us don't. Right. You can really drown. Yeah, that's so true, you know, and especially, you know, having children, being a mother, you know, our kids are so eager to hurry up and grow up. And then they grow up and they're like, whoa, wait a minute, take yeah. me back. <laughs> yeah, I had that kind of with my daughter all the time. She's like, mom, I'm not ready. Like, mm-hmm. this is a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is a lot. And you got to face every little thing that comes along with it. Right. Not easy. Mm-hmm. That's so true. So as a mother, you know, and someone who's working and things of that nature and navigating life, Mm -hmm. what do you do to take care of yourself? Like what does self, you know, a good self practice, you know, look like for you? When I wake up in the morning, I open my eyes. The first thing I do is pray. I thank God for waking me up in the morning. Mm -hmm. Then I then I go into my Bible and I have three plans that I read every morning. Then I go brush my teeth, use the bathroom, that sort of thing, and mm-hmm. start my day. Getting myself up for breakfast, getting my son ready, taking my dogs out. Mm-hmm. At some point during the day, I take time out for myself. Like I sit on my porch, sit in my garage, sit in my room. I take time and I just observe God's creation. Mm. I reflect on how the day went, what I could have done different to change it, what my next step is, if I have a step for the next right. obstacle for the day. At night, I say my prayers. I climb into bed. I read a little book. And I thank God for allowing me to see this day and thanking him. If he allows me to see the next day, him to guide me to the next day. So it definitely sounds like God is the beginning of your day and the ending of your day and in between. We put him in the beginning, the middle, and the end. You have, you can't live life without God. I'm realizing that, you know, and you have to acknowledge that he is a creator. You know, the birds would be chirping without him. The sun wouldn't shine. It wouldn't rise without him, you know, so... I have to give him credit when credit is due. That's beautiful. (laughs) If money was not a factor, what would you do with your time? If if money wasn't a factor, I probably would travel because I want to see the world. I want to go from Alabama all the way to New Zealand. You Mm -hmm. know, if I could take a year and do that, that'd be amazing. But I honestly would just go to any place I can and volunteer, help where needed. I did that for many years when my daughter was young. I volunteered mm-hmm. all over the place. Then I got to a point where I had my son and I got mm-hmm. sick and I couldn't volunteer as much. And then I became needed everywhere. Yeah. But I do like to help out. So if money was an issue, I definitely would just go volunteer every day, all day, and help nonprofit organizations. Mm, I love that. I love that. Where do you see yourself in five years? Boy, I'm just kind of 
trying to get past this year and hopefully next year. <laughs> Five years? Okay. So I do see myself as a nurse practitioner. Um, I do want to pick up truck. Orange and purple with fire blazing on the side. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do want to pick up drugs. That's very I specific. Step- I like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to step to come down and be stepping in. That's how I want that. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> but I want to actually just probably be doing God's work, helping where needed, being supportive, you know, wherever needed, and being still being a mother and being there for my kids and my family and friends. You know, I don't have no major big plan. I'm traveling all over the world and all day long. And I'm making, you know, I'm a simple person and I like simple things. Okay. I love that. Why did you decide to join this anthology project? You're going to make me cry out here. <laughs> um, I decided to join the project simply because it was waiting for me to tell what I was going on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's like a diary. Yeah. Except everybody's reading your diary. Right. So when I decided to do the project, I figured if this is going to happen to me, if I'm going to go through this major part of my life, then why not share with the people that say they love me? Because mm-hmm. if they did, then they would love me for whom I am. Right. With my condition, without my condition, I'm still Keisha. So I feel like by me putting myself out there, by me telling my story, by me expressing myself, I'm giving myself an out. Instead of hurting myself, you know, excuse me, we're committed suicide and death stuff. Mm-hmm. If I tell my story, somebody I could be helping, somebody could be helping me. And that's a big load to let off of you. So doing this project has been a huge relief because now the weight is off. The weight is gone, you know, and I can just breathe and say, okay, I'm free. Mm, That's beautiful. That's beautiful. (laughs) What is one key takeaway from your chapter that you want the readers to get a hold of? I believe I want the readers to be open-minded. We see so much in life. We go through so much, you know. And when we face situations, we run to the closest people that we know for protection, for covering, for safety. Right. If people could really just zone in the others, sincerely zone in the others, this world can change. Mm. But first, we have to be open to the unknown. We have to be aware of things that are different than what we're used to seeing in that enclosed box we put ourselves in. Right. So I want people to understand that everybody has a story. You know, everybody has trials and tribulations. We don't have to stay in our bubble. We don't have mm-hmm. to um, confine to where the world wants us to be. We can be different. We can have blue hair and gray hair and we can wear jewelry and we can get tattoos and You know, people think because you are different, you live a different lifestyle. And that's not not how it goes. So just be open-minded to to the impossible and make the possible. Mm. That's powerful. Without telling us the story behind your chapter, 
How will you describe your chapter in three words? Boy. I don't want to use, well, I'll say it like this. I am brave. I will say that. Confidence. Mm. And belief. Mm. Super excited for our readers to get a hold yeah. of the, the book. Was it difficult to write your chapter? Were there any emotions that, you know, came up that you had to deal through, work through? Yes. So it was difficult because my story is broad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, I had to really narrow into the fine details. And once I got to those fine details, that's when it really started to affect me because now I'm reliving everything I have went through. Right. Um, I'm, it's like I'm opening Pandora's box that should never really be open, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, I feel like it's an emergency kit. So, um, kind of ripping off the band-aid and letting everything, letting it breathe, you know. Do you feel that going through the process has helped you heal? Yes, I really do. I am more confident in myself. Um, I am more aware of myself and my situation. Mm -hmm. And I have 100% more belief in myself than anybody could put in me. I, I feel like I'm superwoman. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I posted some videos and I got a lot of views. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect to get that many. I think one was 2.4 million views. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And that's what happens when you take that leap of faith and you face your fear and you do it anyways. Yeah. You, you have to tear down that wall. And for so long, I had my wall up, my protective wall. I kept my shield up. I didn't want people to see me the way I was. I didn't want people to judge me, right. you know. But I felt like at some point, that wall had to come down. Everything right. else is happening in the world. The world's conforming and it's changing. Why not be the one to step out and say, hey, this is me? Yeah, yeah. So now that you have gotten your feet wet and written a chapter... Do you foresee writing a solo book? I do. I would love to write a solo book. I think I would have to travel to like probably New Zealand somewhere quiet and stay a whole month or two to write this because I'm going to need dedication, quiet time, you know, and um, that's going to be a big project, a big step. And I, I can't deal with stress right. that well. So I will probably go away write that book that way it could be a really good one <laughs> and I'm sure it will be I'm sure it will be so what gets what makes you passionate and keeps you motivated to keep you going and get up every day and face you know the unknown God and my kids and, and myself mm -hmm. because when you go through something yeah. you kind of stick to yourself you stay in your bubble you stay in your shell right. so Without God waking me up first and foremost, allowing me to be there for my kids, my kids motivate me. It's like a connection, like a triangle. God is on top. 
my kids and myself at the bottom. We got to come to the top in order to be together. So I felt like if I didn't have God in my life, I wouldn't be as strong as I am to get up out of bed, right. to be there for my kids, to take care of my kids, to live a normal life. You can easily sit and get in depression. You can sit and get in your thoughts. And then from there, with things going on with me, my body will deteriorate because I'm not moving. Mm -hmm. And that's not good. And what am I to God? What am I to my kids? I'm here for a reason. I'm here for a purpose. My, every day I wake up, my story continues. It, it continues. It doesn't stop. So unless I don't wake up, <laughs> then that means my story has stopped. But as long as he wakes up every day, I can continue my story. There's so much more to tell. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> what would you say has been your greatest accomplishment? This anthology project. Mm. I probably would have said something different under a different circumstances. Mm -hmm. But this has been the focus of my year. Besides buying my house, right. this has been another major project because for so many years I've been trying to do this, not having a platform, not knowing who to connect with, not knowing what to do, you know, who to help me start the walk or even start this. I wrote this down so many times and threw it away. Right. So mm -hmm. this this is it. This is my motivation. This helped me get my story out there. This helped me relieve the biggest amount of stress on my body. Yeah. How do you plan on celebrating? Well, what I will do is sleep. <laughs> I am going to sleep because I continue getting emails, text messages, phone calls. My phone is dinging because of messenger or because of this. And I have a million other things going on. So once I know this is out and people are purchasing it and they're enjoying it, I'm going to take a week mm -hmm. and just sleep. I probably won't sleep every day, but right. I will get as much rest as I can because I know the burden has been lifted mm -hmm. and the bird has landed in yeah. this channel. I like that. I, I agree with you. You know, <laughs> once once I'm done with this anthology, I'm going to be taking a, a little break. Yeah, you know, just a take lot. a little break. Yes, because we I, have to pour into ourselves. Yeah. yeah, I really didn't think it would be this. Okay, I can just write it up, but then going back and forth and coming back, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is not. And the deadlines and other stuff going on in life, you got to you got to bundle everything together. It's like mm -hmm. I'm exhausted, and I get exhausted easily and very quickly lately. So I said, no, I I need. Need that time and you do too <laughs> <laughs> yes as we get ready to wrap up and close out where can our viewers and our listeners connect with you and learn more about you um they can find me on um keisha seymour and movement disorder on facebook or they can find me on instagram at keisha seymour 83 awesome anything else that you would like to add as we close out I would like my listeners and those viewers to just be true to who you are. First and foremost, know who you are. If you can't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. I love that. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. 
All right, everyone, I hope that you truly enjoy the conversation with Keisha. Make sure that you connect with her and check out the show notes so you can get the direct link for movement disorder. And as always, remember that you are fearless, you are fabulous, you are a priority, and you matter. Until next time with another author interview. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you found this episode inspiring and motivating. Don't forget to leave a comment so you can win a fabulous prize at the end of the month. You can leave a review on iTunes or you can head over to YouTube or my Fearless Living Coach page on Facebook if you are an Android user. And as always, remember, you are fearless, you are fabulous, you are a priority, and you matter. See you next time. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.